Howdy, everybody out there. This is Big Beefin'. This is JP, and I am one-third of that Big Beefin' show. This is Aaron Rollins. What's doing, boy? Now, you may be asking, what is Big Beefin'? Well, the answer is quite simple. Big Beefin' is... That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> you stop listening halfway through. I knew you were podcasting. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's his goddamn yard, and he put the property tax on a damn thing. And he said, wait a minute, Rollins. You got to be smarter than a fucking average bear. And I looked at him. I said, that goes both ways, buddy. And he kept talking. I just left. <laughs> average bear. That's a, that's a yogi. Yogi bear, right? Isn't that... It's a Yogi Bear reference, but that's not the fucking point, man. There, the, there, there's dark matter. Is there light matter? Well, that would just be normal matter. Like all uh, all of our normal matter would be the stuff that's not dark matter or dark energy. Uh, um, in quantum in quantum physics, and this is going to be a fucking terrible description of quantum physics. But you know how you know how you have a light switch. You have a light switch. Yeah. So quantum physics is basically if your light switch was on and off at the same time. What the fuck? That's quantum physics. So that's bullshit. If, Aaron, are you okay? Did, didn't you tell that one yesterday? I just told that one yesterday. Like, Aaron, are you okay? That he states that Bigfoot is there in plain sight. You just choose not to see him. <laughs> that's not what I meant, damn it. Fuck you. Never mind. Never fucking mind, John. You don't want to fucking walk your fat ass and don't walk. There you go. See? That is. <laughs> no. Uh, no beat to drop. So let's get right to this. Hello, my name is JP. No need for no MC. I've been keeping it real since 1983. <laughs> just, just enjoy the show. How's it going? What's up, dude? Oh, not much. What's you up to? Oh, I was watching a movie. Which movie? Uh, Incredibles 2. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, did you finish it? No, I, was in, I just started it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's one of those movies where uh, you just feel good by the end of it. It's a feel-good movie. Oh, yeah, I figured it, it wasn't going to be depressing. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, tonight, speaking of movies, I wanted to talk about uh, The Chalice. Oh, that's a classic. I've been wanting to do a, uh, I've been wanting to do a big podcast on the Chalice, and I may do one in the future where I have more people come in. But John's at some kind of birthday party or something, and oh, that's not familiar. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Considering the Chalice, yes. Um, <laughs> but I did invite uh, Devin. He played the wizard in the Chalice, and we'll see yeah, if he joins I, in tonight. Um, so that way we can have some, you know, other people talking about it. So for oh, yeah. everybody, go ahead. Oh, no. What? I was going to say, for everybody listening out there, uh, I made a movie, quote, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> Probably about, what was that, about five five or the, six years ago? Well, first of all, the word movie is the, that's used loosely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what's bad, man, is uh, we were at, we had Easter Sunday with all, was, uh, over with my family. And my uncle, who's like, I think he's about to turn 70 and he's walking. He's, he's a big, big man, huge, real tall, um, you know, real thick. And he's like, uh, you know, Hey Shane, you, uh, you still making movies? And I'm like, God damn it. You know? <laughs> That's my legacy is this, this one thing that, and I mean, I did spend some money on it. So, um, you know, but th- it's the fact that that people equate me with, Oh, that's the guy who thinks he's a movie maker. That's kind of bad, you know, cause it was a, an abysmal failure. I mean, like, just I've, I've thought about it though lately. I thought maybe if I go back and I just use what we actually recorded, and I don't change it that much. I just do some minor put together. Maybe it would be watchable, you know. But I don't know. Maybe not. I, I've watched it a couple of times. I, I'm highly entertained. Oh, I mean, it is. It's hilarious. I don't want. Don't get me wrong. It, it's fucking every time I watch the damn thing, I'm laughing the whole way through it. But it's it's laughably bad. Is the problem? It's not like laughably good. It's just it's ridiculous how poor it is. And uh, all of my decisions that I thought were great decisions like ended up being terrible. So uh, well, I mean, if you went to like Steven Spielberg and was like, "Hey, show me the, the first thing you made," I mean, it's gonna suck. Yeah. <laughs> like his first not that movie bad, was, I'm sure his first movie was not the duel. 
yeah. whatever. It was some piece of crap ain't nobody ever seen. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, it, and it's some good points. And, and he was very limited by technology when he started. Like, I mean, they, they didn't have all the bells and whistles that I did, that the advantages that I had. So, you know, when he was doing movies, like you kind of had to get it all right in one shot. You couldn't like, oh, I'll just, I'll just fix that together. I'll just, I'll just throw it all together. So first of all, let's just start at the beginning. Um, I wrote a script for a movie that I thought was pretty good. Um, it's, it's got some problems. I mean, there's some basic issues with just the, the basic plot. It's got some basic issues, but overall, I think the character development is pretty good. And the idea behind the whole story, like the crux of it was I wanted to tell a fantasy story from the vantage point of what would be considered a typical villain who would be an orc. Usually orcs and those kind of stories are the bad guys. So I thought, what if we told the story from his point of view? And so I got to thinking, like when I wrote this, I was like, well, who would, who would play the orc? And I was thinking of all my friends who looked the most orc-like, <laughs> and it was John. <laughs> so that was the sole basis in me picking him to be the lead was just how he looked. Because I thought, well, like you put makeup on him, it's, it's a slam dunk, you know? I mean, it's going to be a total sell. <laughs> um, what I forgot was, you know, he's not professionally trained as an actor. Um, and he's you know, unreliable at best. Well, and the, the problem was, and I, I, he might chime in here if he joins in, but the problem was he just started dating his future wife. Right. And they, like, hit it off strong. Like, it wasn't like a little courtship, like, uh, you know, every other week or, it was you know, some, I mean, yeah, he was, like, from the get-go, was all into this chick, and, uh, which is great. I mean, it worked out. They got two, you know, they got a kid. They got another one on the way. Oh, they and did? Got, I didn't know about that. Yeah, no, uh, they're doing the gender reveal this weekend, matter of fact. I, I knew he had a kid, but I, I didn't know he had one on the way. Yeah, they got another one coming, and uh, we'll know the okay. gender of that child Saturday. Um, oh, they're already assigning a gender. Why don't they just let the kid decide? Come on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, God, I don't, I don't even start on that fucking topic. We'd be here all night talking about that bullshit. We're about to get uh, blamed, and, and your podcast is about to get shut down. Yeah, right. <laughs> These fucking white supremacists over here, goddamn it! It's like, hey, I'm ethnically diverse. We got a Mexican that regulars on the show. Give me some slack. <laughs> um, you know he, uh, yeah, but uh, okay. Well, the sex, the 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 biological sex of the child will be revealed. Um, the one, the the part of the being a human that you can't choose that will be revealed this weekend. And whatever term that we may use for that, it's probably archaic and needs an update. But we'll just say the XY chromosome or the YY chromosome will be revealed this weekend. Um, But anyways, so he was like all into this chicken. So one of the problems we had was when when we sat down and we planned. I don't know. Were you at that first meeting when we had everybody over at my house? I can't. I want to say you and Steven were at one of them. You, Steven and Dustin came to one. But. There might have been one before when I okay. showed up. Well, in any case, there was a meeting where we all sat down and we talked about the plan. Like, we were all like, okay, everybody, I want everybody to be on board. Right. Let's set a schedule and let's plan to be available on these days. Well, that fell apart right off the bat because, um, you know, the guys that were still working at Walmart, their schedule only went out two weeks in advance. And they didn't, they really just didn't know what they would be working from week to week. Like they just didn't know. So they're like, well, I can't commit to any day after two weeks because I don't know what my schedule will be. And, and I I get that. So I was going to make concessions here and there for that. But, um, you know, I told John, I was like, Hey man, you know, this is going to be an intense role and it's going to require a lot. And he's like, no, man, I got you. I got you. It's totally cool. Well, he starts dating this chick. And the first time we go shooting, you were there for that one. You were, you were actually in that one. You, you you had two roles. You were a guard. No, you weren't a guard. No, you were a guard. Yeah, you were the guard. You, got, you were the guard that got hit, and then you were the guy, the farmer who uh, assaulted the chick. Oh, was that the first day of shooting? <laughs> yeah, that was the very first day, man. Oh, that, that was, was a good day. That was day one. Yeah. Now, that was a good day. But here's the thing: we get we didn't get as much done as I wanted to get done, but right. we got enough to get a good start. Right. Well, that. The process, that was the first day that they put the makeup on John. Oh, yeah. And, it took forever. Yeah. yeah, it took like four hours to get the makeup oh. on. So we they he got there. I want to say that everybody got there around like 6.30 or 7. And the makeup wasn't ready till like 12 or 12.30. I mean, it was literally sitting there getting that crap 
caked on John's face, getting the glue all in his hair and on his ears and everything. Right. It was not pleasant. And, and the acting now, this was my fault for not going with professional actors. Nobody, and I mean nobody, including me, nobody knew their lines. Like nobody knew it. I mean, nobody had actually read the script. So, and if they did read it, they just like skimmed over it. You know what I mean? I think the right. only person, I think the only person that actually read it was uh, Regina, the tall black chick, the, the wood elf. I think she should, she's the only person that sat down and read that damn thing. <laughs> um, You know, I never read it personally, but I didn't, um, I didn't have any lines. I was just kind of filling in here and there. Yeah. Yeah. No, you had one liner, so it's perfectly fine for you not to have read the whole thing because your character's just coming in, saying a word, and then getting out. Maybe but uh, for bitch slapping someone. Uh, speaking of actors, Aaron, uh, we're talking about the chalice. Who's we? I just got Cliff. Cliff was the uh, sound guy. He was the farmer. He was one of the soldiers. I remember Cliff. Hey, what's up, Cliff? How's it going, Cliff? Doing all right? Pretty good. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. So I was just talking about the chalice, and I was talking about how nobody read the script. Uh, Yeah, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, pretty much everybody, right? Nobody read it. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So, I read some of it. Okay. Well, yeah, you know, you had to read some of it because you were the voice for one of the characters. I was like five different people. I was the Eddie Murphy of your movie. <laughs> well, Cliff was a lot of different people too. Cliff played a bartender. He played a fucking. <laughs> he played a farmer. He played a soldier. I, I think uh, I played a guy. You like when the last did, of the shoot, you needed to, yeah, like, to be like a. You yeah, were a bandit. You were a bandit. You were you were the bandit that shot yourself. Wait, <laughs> oh, wasn't wasn't I wasn't I one of the bandits? No, I was yep. a soldier. You were the soldier, and uh, Cliff was a soldier too. But Cliff was the one that got hit, and the guy who hit Cliff was Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> he killed himself. <laughs> I just had him wearing a shitty mask. And like, oh, I. This really gets sidetracked. The the funniest day was that day uh, where that one guy was ripping that one woman's eye out, and I was holding her. He was going off the walls and I couldn't hold it together. That was so hilarious. I mean, he really, I was impressed and I didn't, I didn't realize this. You know, he's like a big time Dungeons and Dragons dungeon master. Oh, yeah. So he was really, he was way more, and he was also ex special forces. He was an interrogator for the army. But wait, know, Brandon? Would, no, um, Rick, Rich, the old guy, the, the Falcon, Tanthias. No, I don't remember. He was the tall guy. Had I don't think you had any days where you recorded with him, Aaron. I don't think you. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I remember was, recording that dumbass song. Where yeah, come he now. Was, he was glad. I remember when you sang that song. You sounded like fucking uh, John Snow, like the way you were talking. Come now, and you shall heed. Um, it was. No, it was hard. But no, Devin. On that scene, uh, apparently that chick, the the witch. She wasn't really into doing the movie. Like she only did it because he like. I thought it was Aunt Barbara. No, Barbara played the elf mother. She was the elf queen. Okay, who's the witch? The witch was Rick's girlfriend, the redhead, the redheaded chick. Now, now she didn't want to do. I don't think she really wanted to do it. I think he like begged and pleaded her to be in it. And so when he's sitting there pulling that thing from her eye, you could just tell she was just not into this at all. But. You know, sometimes you go along to get along <laughs> and you can see Cliff fucking smiling and he's got this stupid fake beard on and like the camera pans over to him and you can just see him with this shit eating grin. <laughs> fucking... that's, that's what happened to me because I was, uh, I was a priest or some crap yep. and, uh, the camera was like looking at mom or it was looking at somebody and then like you pan over to me. I don't know why you did it. Pan the camera over to my ass and I'm just standing there. So I'm like, what the fuck else can I do? So I just <laughs> Yeah, you had your like, hands oh, together like you had your hands like, together oh, like uh you look like uh you had your hands like Mr. Burns from The Simpson, and you were tapping them together, yeah. and then you just couldn't help but start laughing. I couldn't help it. No, because he, you put the camera right on me, man, and for no damn reason. <laughs> so, uh, Cliff, you still there? Yeah. So, here's how bad – here's how unreliable John was. We had a big shoot one day. I mean, a big shoot, and we got everybody there. Where is John, John right now? Where's John right now? Uh, he's at a party, but he said he might join on later. Um, yeah. But yeah, he had a part – we had a part where we had like everybody there. I mean, it was, it was Jacob's first night. Um, he, he came and did it a day, but it was like the first, 
evening that Jacob was there, and we had everyone. I thought this was going to be our big character developing story, and fucking John's not there. <laughs> so I, we just put the makeup on Aaron. <laughs> just like we got oh, yeah. to shoot. That was hard. Yeah, that was hard for me because I, I don't I don't sound like John, and you I had to sound like, like you don't look like him. <laughs> yeah, I don't look like him either. <laughs> so so it uh it's real <laughs> obvious. That was hard. <laughs> hey, that might have been the same day. I remember one time, uh, you were t- telling JP you're like, hey, um, hey, can you do next week or whatever? And and he's like, yeah, yeah, I can. And then you were like, you know, that's like your anniversary. Are you? Sure, you can make it next week. And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're not doing nothing." And then next week, he's like, "Oh yeah, we're going out for our anniversary." Yeah, no shit. He just totally blew it off. So I actually called him. And I was like, "This is, I've known John since I was like six years old, Cliff. I mean, I've known him for a long time. I've never once been mad at the guy. Not one time in my whole life has he ever done anything to piss me off. But that time I was pissed, and I called him and I said, "John, that's fucked up, man." we're counting on you. Like I got 20 people involved in this shit and it all stops if you don't play ball. And he was like, man, I'm sorry. I got my head up my ass. I'll be there. You know, just a lot of of things going on right now. And I get it. You know, he was in love with somebody and, and she's got her, you know, her needs. And, and I'm not saying that she was the reason why, I mean, John's a grown man. He can make his own decisions. He should have told you what his plans was. Yeah. I mean, if you can't commit, don't commit, you know, just don't do it just because you're my friend. Just say, Hey, I can't do this. You know, it's not going to work. Um, and I also, I think part of it, and this, I'm speaking for John, like he'll, he'll listen to this and he'll say, no, it's not true. But I don't know. I think he also just got tired of putting that fucking makeup on his face. I think that because the, the process of getting it on <laughs> was lengthy. The process of taking it off was even worse. Like it's, I don't that's yeah, I, I, go ahead. Aaron. I was going to say, I, I did it too. And I, hated yeah, it. I did too. I, I had that blue shit all over my fucking face for like a week. <laughs> The problem with you is that, man, you have a very distinct look. So when you see you acting as other characters, we fucking know it's you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it didn't help that I couldn't remember the own lines that I fucking wrote. And my guy's kind of retarded. He's a giant fucking ogre. He, he doesn't speak good. And I still was fucking it up. Retarded? Yeah, he didn't have mastery of English language. You know? <laughs> but that scene, though, where, where John jumps on my back, that shit was funny. Like, that's funny to watch, you know. <laughs> It's, you know, and Aaron, I think you were the cameraman on that scene. I think you were. I think you were watching that. Yeah, I was too, but I was fucking laughing my ass off too. Yeah, it's hard to concentrate. Uh, okay, so that's that was just that lot of jackassery going on in that. So, hey, I, I wanted to ask Aaron. Uh, so then Shane asked you to play the part. Were you like, oh, this is going to be a lot of fun? Or what were you thinking? Uh. I don't know, man. I don't. That's a really hard question for me to answer, honestly, because when, whenever Shane comes up with one of these projects, I'm like, hmm, wonder how fucking dumb this is going to be. <laughs> and, then, and then I look at it. and I'm like, OK, he's got something here, but you got to put some money into this for this to be worth the shit. And we didn't have a lot of money. I know I didn't. Yeah. I, I, the best like, hey, man, I can do this for free. That's I mean, he paid me for gas money a couple of times, but that's that's the best I can do. I, I can't actually give you money for the budget. And so I look at it and I see all this costume going in. I was like, man, it's really cool that these people are putting in this work and I'm meeting all these different characters and we're all getting perspective and we're all learning the, the trade of acting. And I've, I've been on the stage and I've been recorded and, you know, I've, I've been under the, the direction of a director who was experienced, Dr. Shelley O'Neill. She's got a PhD in the philosophy of theater. So this is, this is somebody that is an acting professional. And so I've, you know, I've, I've been there, I've done it. What I saw is that, um, you know, we didn't do any warmups. We really didn't rehearse. I mean, there's, it's one thing to just shoot film and have content and then cut it down after the fact, but you're not, not, not even that is done professionally. So you, you look at it and it's like, well, okay, this is a lot of fun, but it's also fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. We don't have professional costumes. People didn't even come in the right attire. I was one of them. We, we didn't have proper preparation. We, we didn't have a professional sound team. I mean, we had my fucking dad out well, there. Well, Cliff, Cliff was a sound man, too. Cliff played sound man, too. <laughs> and, so, and, I mean, you look at it, and it's like, okay, we had this concept, and we had potential to do something great, but one – 
it was all voluntary. And that was the biggest problem because John was a voluntary actor, even though he was the center of the piece, he was voluntary. And what does that mean? That means you don't have to do it. <laughs> that means you can go anywhere else besides the fucking recording that day. And that, and that means everybody that's waiting on you is going to be fucking up the creek without no damn paddle. <laughs> and that happened to us a couple of times. Like, that's what took it so long to get it filmed. It's just waiting on him. And it wasn't until I called him out on his bullshit that he finally, you know, showed up. And uh, we talked about it, and he apologized. And, I mean, I apologized, too, for not being clear, you know, being crystal clear about what my expectations were. But, um, you know, really the, the, when people were like fed up with John was the last day of shooting. Well, not the absolute last, but one of the last days when we were all at that park and, and John had this speech. And in my mind, this speech was going to be like (laughs) the most epic fucking thing John's ever said in his life. Like this is going to be, this is going to like have people standing on their feet. Like that's what I'm thinking in my head. And John can't remember the fucking first sentence. Hey, like, was was this the, the rally cry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was taking fucking forever. I wasn't there for that. Yeah. People, people. Oh, that took forever. People were like, "Come on!" Like, and finally, it got to the point where I was like, "You know what, John? Just act it out, and we'll go back in and we'll record it. We'll do the audio after the fact, but just act it out because I, I need to get this going because people are getting pissed." And those. uh and we'll get into this, but, you know, it wasn't just our actors. We had some extra volunteers on hand, and they, they had shit to do that day. So we had to get through it quickly. Um, so, again, John, John, there were some issues with my co-host on this show. There were some issues. But at the end of the day, it, got, it, it is what it is. The film is done. He did his part. It's there. And that's, that's what it is. Now the- I have to say Shane, that one of one of your uh, pitfalls, one of your obstacles that was really challenging for you to overcome was scheduling. Yeah. Was the fact that you know, like I said again, you know, a, a lot of it was volunteer work. Yeah. All these volunteers, you know, they're like, "Well, I've got a day planned out, and this is only a piece of it." For you to ask me to extend my commitment is problematic. And so when you know things come up, and they always do, things always happen during production that slow you down, that yeah. extend the times and then nothing is ever done early in a movie right. I mean, if it is you know the movie's not going to be great yeah if it's a great movie then it took too long and that's the that's the way that works right so i thought is that you know we we didn't have people actually committed to sticking around and making it work so let me let me back up a little bit here let me just so that's that's one issue we've kind of explored that one there was another guy who was involved in the movie too in the planning stage yeah, he may never listen to this. If he does, whatever, I'm throwing him under the bus. His name was Steve Davis, and he was yep. a guy that I worked with. Good guy, uh, real funny, real funny, great sense of humor. Um, in the wrong yeah, crowd, he guy. could come across as kind of arrogant to the wrong people. Like it just wasn't. He was. He wasn't trying to be that way, but it just come across that way sometimes. But he really, my impression of Steve was he he was so interested in making a punchline or making a joke that he would do it at any cost. And sometimes it came across as being arrogant. Um, but he had me and him, when we talked about this movie, we had totally different ideas about the actual development. Like he was going to, he was going to be my prop man. He was going to make all the props. He was going to make all the weapons. He was going to make uh, the armor, the body armor. He's going to do all this stuff. But the problem is I didn't have the money to pay him what he was wanting to do. Like yeah. we were bare. I mean, our budget was de minimis. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, I spent way too much damn money on this thing anyways, but even that <laughs> was, you know, not enough for what he was wanting. He was hey, wanting everybody hey, to chip in. Hey, yeah. Uh, can you ballpark about how much he spent on this movie? Three grand. Three grand, okay. Yeah, three three $3,000 total when it was all said and done. That's including about $800 of that was just the costumes. Um, then you, the what? The costumes. Oh, costumes. That was that was about the camera camera and the and all that stuff. The technology that that'll put you about another two hundred. The makeup Mm. was probably another one fifty two hundred. The license, the 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 permit to film in the park was a hundred bucks. Oh, you actually got a permit for that? Yeah, for that one day. Yeah, for the big one, the fight scene. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you actually had a permit. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I did, and I carried it with me. It was in, it was in my script book in case anybody came up on me and said, "What are y'all doing here?" I had it ready just oh. in case. But they knew I was the park already knew I was going to be there. I'd set it up. I told them what we were doing, and they were just like, "As long as there's no screaming and yelling, and people are scared." And I was like, "No, it won't be like that at all." And then we actually did scream and yell like for fucking a good chunk of it. But um, yeah, so no, I I had to get a permit because I didn't want us getting kicked out or getting fined if we actually tried to do it because we were, I knew we were going to be there in costumes. Um, so yeah, when it was all said and done, you know, taking people out to eat, getting props, the weapons, the costume, about three grand total. Um, mm, okay. that wasn't all at once. It was paid over, over the course of the summer. Um, but that's right. back before I had a kid. So I had disposable income, you know, and our mortgage right. was extremely cheap back then and we were both working. So we had money to spare. Um, right. in any case, uh, so Steve, wanted all this money for his production costs, which would have been, he estimated to be about five grand. He wanted everybody to chip in like 500 bucks so he could make all this shit. And nobody wanted, nobody had fucking $500 to spend on a project that they don't know if it's going to work or not. No, it was ridiculous. I'm not, not going to lie. I, I just, I just told you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. No, I mean, ever, I, and I wouldn't have blamed you. I just said, go fuck myself. I'd be like, I want $500. Fuck me. Fuck me. Like that's, I mean, it there's no way. There's no fucking way. So what he did to try to win people over and his plan failed miserably was he tried to make his own changes to the script. So he actually read the script and he read it over with his then at the time wife. They later got divorced. It's a long story. But he read it with her and she wanted to she wanted one of the roles, which I was prepared to give her one of the roles. I didn't care. I just needed I needed bodies. And he said, yeah, okay, so if she gets a role, I'll cut, I'll cut some of the costs down. And, um, you know, I kind of want to change the script up a little bit because there's some problems, which, I'm not going to lie, there were some problems with the script. I get that. It wasn't anything major, something that I could hope to just be glossed over, but there were some issues. And he wanted to uh, go in and change some of that. And change I just, that. Yeah, I, I didn't want anybody <laughs> fucking with my shit. Well, one day when we were, when we were doing the planning, one of our initial meetings – uh, at one point, I'd broken away from the group because I was trying to show everybody where we would be shooting at. It's in that uh, junky old creek down there. And I'd broken away from everybody. And he turned back to the crowd and said, hey, guys, you know, there's some problems with Shane's script. And y'all need to speak up and let him know so we're not involved in a, in a mess. So please, you know, tell him, tell him what your problems are and he'll listen. And they came back and they told me that. They said, hey, man, that dude's a jackass. You need to get him off of this. And the drama between me and him played out at work. It didn't happen around anybody else. It was just at work. And uh, he just kept telling me, like, he's like, okay, I'm going to start working on it. Just uh, let me know when you're going to get the money to me. Uh, I'm going to go get materials today. I'm looking at him. Just let me know. So finally, I just had to tell him just outright. I was like, hey, man, I don't want you working on this anymore. Uh, it's just not – we don't have the same idea. No hard feelings. I hope we're still friends after this. But I don't want you involved in the project. And he said, okay. And it was kind of awkward for a couple of months after that, but then we were end up forced to work together, and, <laughs> you know, and just by the fate of the gods, it turned out that way. And then we got over it, but uh, he was kind of he he had some other issues going on, so that was another issue that came up. Um, what else happened? So the other big well, problem, I, the other I big remember, problem. I wanted to jump in on that. I remember Steve, you had asked me to work with Steve at looking at the script because you didn't want to revise it, but. You didn't want anybody taking it from you. And I think that's why you kind of talked to me. I was like, hey, I just want you to check in with this guy and um, make sure that, you know, if he does change something, that he doesn't completely change the story and make it something different than what I've already made. I remember talking to him and he's like, oh, you're a change brother, Aaron. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. He's telling me that we're going to be looking at the script together. He's like, yeah, we're going to save it from Shane. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a, that's kind of a fucked up thing to say. I mean, this is this is his dream child. This this is what he wants to do. And if you're gonna sit here and try to save Shane from himself, I mean, if if he was a fucking alcoholic, then I would get that. But this is <laughs> that's yeah. not the case here. Well, you know, part of the probably part of the issue with the script is how I went about writing it. I only I only wrote the script once I had actors agree to it. Like I had the overall idea what I wanted to do. But I didn't put the words down until everybody said, yeah, I'll be I'll play that part. And so I, I had a brief window to get that script and all that dialogue written out. Like I knew what the plan was. I knew like it was going to be from the perspective of the work and I was going to have different species represented. And I knew there was going to be a paladin. But getting the roles cast, 
I didn't do any of the writing until I had that in stone. Um, but another thing that, that hurt us and cliff, you can, you can attest to this is our, um, our sounds. Uh, we, I didn't realize uh, apparently. So for people that live in the South, you know, that like once every 30 years, um, these bugs, they're called cicada, cicada bugs, cicada bugs. They, they, up, they, they uproot from the ground like every 20 years or so. And when those bastards fucking unload, when they uproot, they are loud as fuck. And so when I was going back listening to the audio, I would listen to people talking. All you would hear is. And it's just like, yeah, you don't you don't notice that when you're out there recording it because it's just background noise. And that's just the sound of life. But when yeah. you put it on film and you're listening to it, that's you just hear this buzzing going, and yeah. it's like what? And it's, the, and it's consistent, and the fact that it's it, it wanes and waxes, so they they climax to a crescendo, and then it dies down, and then you can still hear it, but then it climaxes again, and it comes back down, and it's it's not just like ten or even a hundred; it's thousands of bugs coming from a hibernation, and it's ridiculous how loud they are. And, and we were out, you know, I mean, we were in the city, but we were in a park area. And, uh, it, I mean, there's trees all around us, so it was loud as shit. I mean, it was it was deafening loud sometimes. And so the audio was shot. Yeah, you didn't, I, but we didn't know that until you get no, back not, to the editing. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't come into play till the editing process. And uh, so the editing, like, because, you know, Cliff is sitting there holding this fucking stick up, like, during all the oh, movie. So what, what we were what we were doing was we were trying to we didn't want to use a mic that was on the camera we were using a another mic that you know had better sound I, apparently too good picks up mugs yeah. but yeah um, <laughs> kind of like a, a boom mic kind of thing and we were just going to overlay it but that audio is trash so we had to ditch all of that yeah so I went and then back and record and post and lay it over. And so what, what happened is we did the, we, I, we had it timed up perfectly. When I originally made the edit there, it was seamless. Like the way I saw it on my screen, when I had it all set up, when I had all the tracks down, you couldn't even tell, like maybe there was a little bit of a delay here or there, but nothing major. When I actually rendered the fucking movie, when I actually combined it all together, the compression fucked that up. And so now the lip sync is permanently off by like two seconds. Oh, that's painful. That's you know, painful. The, the only lip sync that even comes close to working is Aaron's character because the entire character was dubbed. Um, so, yeah, did girl. Yeah, Ori, um, who's also our makeup person. You know, it's, that's just how short-handed we are. Fucking Shaq was great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still funny to this day. Still, I mean, fucking hilarious. Uh, uh, I think the funniest part was when John ate that soup and Devin had that, that lip to this day, that shit is funny. That. Like that is <laughs> so. Let me set this up for the fans out there listening. There's a scene where they, the heroes, are at a tavern and they're having a meal, and they're talking about you know their exploits or their plans or whatever. And we are like again, we're bare budget, so I had some just some cheap little wooden like looking bowls, which you know obviously weren't wood, but they're just kind of it was fake wood. We filmed this. The, our bar was in my pool shed. So it was a it was a modern shed. So it was plywood. Wait 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 wait, filled with wasps. With a wasp nest that I fucking had to clear out the day we're filming it, <laughs> and somebody almost got, somebody that was allergic almost got fucking stung, um, and she was she turned out to be crazy and like in real life, and I didn't know this at the time or I wouldn't have had to do it. My mom invited one of her fucking high friends, this, this uh, meth addict that somebody we've known our whole lives, invited her up to it to get on. And she could barely even fucking walk into the damn place. So that was a disaster. And she had a thick. You gotta tell accent. me. You gotta tell me who this was privately, bud, because I don't remember that. Oh, uh, yeah, it was one of it's mom. It's one of mom's oldest friends. She's a nice lady. Oh, she just had a drug problem, and was, you could tell. Was she the um, uh, bartender? Yeah, she's supposed to be like the innkeep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I she's like, come that. in and see our guest, and yeah, pull up a seat. She sounded like she's fucking. For some reason, I thought that was your mom and your grandma. No, 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 no. It's my mom's friend. My mom was just oh. really insistent that she be involved in it. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I did that favor for my mom. So it is what it is. She's in there. But, uh, yeah, so we're sitting in the pool shed or in, in the shed. They're sitting Indian style. And it's uh, you got Regina and Christina on one side. Then you got Devin and John. And uh, the bartender lady's like, 
pacing back and forth in the back of this bullshit where these wasps are that I just killed. And uh, she's terrified that a wasp is going to land on her. So she's constantly looking over her shoulder. Anyways, we had this old can of like chunky soup, like that's been sitting out all day. <laughs> and <laughs> we poured that soup into the bowls and we passed it around by, to everybody. By, okay, wait, wait a second. This is at the end of like a, a 10 hour shoot and nobody. Yeah, has this is after the yet. park we're, and everything. We're I mean, all it's starving to death. Yeah, we hadn't eaten at all. We've been shooting all day. It's fucking hot as hell. It's the middle of summer. And, you know, we're getting towards the end, and we're all sitting there, and everybody in that shed is fucking sweating their ass off. Like, John is percolating through his damn uh, his makeup. Like, you can see the sweat. And uh, anyways, this scene was, it was critical to the film, though. Like, I had to get this scene in. And anyways, we pour the soup, and I didn't intend on anybody to actually eat it. I thought they were just going to look at it and say, this is gross. And that was actually going to work, because the elf you find out that she is uh, a, a, a vegan, so she won't eat any meat, and she th- thinks it's cruel that they do eat meat. The mage is kind of like, uh, you know, he's not really into the whole gruff and stuff, gruff and tough stuff, so he, he's not really going to eat it. The dwarf has got a huge beard, so you can pretend like you're eating it, but John, he fucking ate it. <laughs> like, he, he poured the bowl up to his mouth and dribbled it all in. He like, sucked down, man. He yeah. sucked it down like he was chugging water. <laughs> and when you see the camera, the camera hey. looks to Devin, and Devin just has this look of disgust. Like, he just can't believe. It, and a little bit of soup is, like, dribbling down John's chin. <laughs> like, he fucking Dude, he's fucking around, and, and he doesn't know that John's drinking it at first. And then he sees John drinking it, and it's like, his face just immediately turns to a frown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was utter disgust. He, he totally broke character and was just like, what the fuck? You're actually eating that? It wasn't good. No, he, was, he was drinking it. He wasn't eating it. He was drinking the damn thing. It was straight poured from the can. The can into the bowl. Like, we didn't heat it up or nothing. Dude, uh, if uh, John, uh, if he was a little quicker on his feet and realized that other dude was uh, grossed out, he should have been like, oh, you're not going to finish that? And, like, chugged his bowl. Yeah, yeah it, well, if we'd been thinking, but we were also fucking tired. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, all we do is laugh though, because when we start, we fucking fell apart. We're like, what the fuck? Damn it, look at your face. <laughs> um, so another another little tidbit about the movie that this is actually kind of cool. Uh, I had reached out to some LARPers, and for the listeners out there, a LARPer is live action role play. So these people, but basically what they do is they go around, and they play this kind of Dungeons and Dragons type of game. And they dress up and they go, they go act out their game. They go play it out. Well, I reached out to this group and told them where I was going to be. And they said, okay, we'll meet you at this park. And, you know, here's my identification. I had to meet the fucking, the king. And you have to address him as the fucking king. You can't, you got to play the game with him. So it's like your majesty. Uh, I'm filming this, <laughs> you know, it's fucking utter bullshit. And, uh. And you should like, have recorded you know, that shit. That should have been on the behind the scenes extended content. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh anyways we get we get to the park and they're not they're 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 not fucking there. Like we get to the park and the LARPers are nowhere to be seen. And we're like, God damn it, you know, this is gonna the fight's gonna suck. Like I had my sister put on a suit. Like I was like, this is just not going to work. Like it, it's, it's, it's going to be three people running across the fucking field. Nobody's going to believe this shit. So we get to that part where the battles come in and then sure enough, these fucking LARPers come out of nowhere, but they weren't the LARPers that I had talked to. They were different LARPers. Okay, um, that's, that's how I remember it. Yeah. They were, they weren't the people that I had, that I had reached out to. They were, we didn't know who they were, but they were there and they were in their costumes. So I was like, well, shit, you know, this is, this is, a sign, you know, this is what it, so I went over there and I'm all decked out in my blue face paint and, you know, my outfit and everything. And I told him, I was like, Hey guys, uh, we're filming a little movie here. Would you guys like to participate? We could really use the help. And all of them, except for one guy, all of them were on board. They were like, hell yeah, let's do it, man. So they all gathered it up and they were on Rick's side and Rick had gave his speech and Rick actually was all into it. Like his speech is really good. Oh, he, that dude was 100, 110 the whole way. Yeah, no, Rick, I was... But, but hey, Shane, can, can you describe the LARPers' weapons? Oh, it was like foam sticks and shit and, like, a trash can it lid. Like a, it looked like a foam bat. Yeah, yeah, it was like a foam <laughs> Nerf bat. Um, you know, it wasn't... 
And they one of the guys tried a mask. <laughs> one of the guys had like I a mean, poncho. You, so someone might think, oh, foam bat, that might be like a club, but it was like red and yellow. It didn't look like a club. It was yeah, totally didn't fit. It looked totally like a foam bat. <laughs> to- totally didn't fit. And in the background, you can if you pause this scene, you can see in the background one of the LARPers did not want to participate. Like he didn't he didn't say anything, um, but he was there with the group. He stands in the back corner up against the tree with his arms folded, and he's got one of those stupid bandanas covering his mouth, and he's wearing sunglasses. And he was, I guess, his LARP character, he stayed in that LARP character throughout the whole filming, and that LARP character didn't get involved in shit. So I don't know if this guy was acting out how his character would be in this world. I don't fucking know, but the guy's standing there way back in the background in the movie, and you see him just with his arms fucking folded, not doing shit. It's it's weird as hell. Um (laughs) If you so, didn't want to do it, you just got the well, see, that's the thing. Now you have a doorway for uh, a side-off. Or, or, so what's the word? A spin-off. You got the doorway for a spin-off. Is that character? Yeah. What was that fucker doing? What's, what, what's, what's his yeah, goal? What's his background? Yeah, well, so we did. Yeah, so yeah that's the, the problem with this story. We don't know what his background is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a huge problem. So we uh, we did. We were at we're at the park. This is one of the last days of shooting, and it's hot as hell outside, mind you. It's fucking hot. Oh, it was. And they're having to run. Oh, we're, we're wearing like heavy metal armor. Yeah, somebody too. was wearing like real metal. Like that shit was hot. Like it was real metal. Um, it was like cutting into. You. Yeah, it was rough. And uh, <laughs> anyways, the, and I had y'all running down a hill and running up a hill, and we filmed it like three or four times. Like people were exhausted. And. Um, Anyways, John gives a speech, and, like, everybody's just miserable. They're like, come on, hurry up. Let's get through it. Well, when we had the fight, um, I basically told the LARPers, I was like, just have at it. Just pick somebody. And then I kind of, like, directed them as the fighting was going. I was like, focus over here. Well, Regina, my wood elf, she was supposed to be this archer. But she really wanted to, like, go gung-ho and hit people with the arrows. And I was like, you have real arrows. You're going to hurt somebody if you actually shoot them. So I need you to shoot. (laughs) above them i need you to shoot where nobody is at well she didn't get what i was saying so she walked off to the side and like totally is not in the action at all shooting their damn arrow and i'm like oh no i want you to be in the action i just want you to shoot away from the action so nobody gets hurt but anyways what you should have miss and and so there was a there was a fight scene between the general who's my friend brandon and john who's the orc narg and john actually had a real sword he had a real katana and Brandon's got a foam sword. Well, they're fighting, and Brandon's like all into the character. Like he's just swashing, swashing, you know, slashing back and forth. And John's trying to deflect. Well, at one point, fucking John trips <laughs> and he dropped the sword on the ground and he fucking lands on the sword. <laughs> ah! <laughs> we all thought he had impaled himself. We thought he fucking, you know, because he's laying on that sword and we're like, oh shit, you know. But I didn't want to stop filming because, you know, we were so, so I just went and watched other stuff going on and I didn't care about fucking what happened to John. I was trying to get the, the scene shot. Um, oh, that's, that's so, also the scene the second time I died in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so another problem, and, and Devin told me that this was going to be a problem, but I blew him off because I, one of the, like, one of the little workarounds, like cheap, B level, C level movies have. Most of them are filmed outside. It's a cheap workaround because you don't have to worry about lighting because it's outside. So you have the natural lighting. But the problem with our movie is well, my movie is that uh, I didn't have place markers. So we weren't filming the camera steady at some person, like the same angle the whole time. So in post, Whenever I was editing, because a lot of times the way our movie works, since nobody knew the script, is Sarah would read them a line. Sarah was a line person. She would say a line. They would repeat it. And then we would, you know, we, that's what we would record. Well, the problem is, is that awful. <laughs> the problem is, is that I didn't want to kill my battery or waste. And I didn't want to spend a whole lot more time than I could. So instead of pausing in between when they were saying stuff, I just filmed the whole thing. Like from them just standing there. So what that means is in post. I had to edit out the parts where they're not saying shit, where they're just staring and listening to the line. So it, the problem is, is that nobody would stand still. They wouldn't know where to stand because there was no markers. So they would move. And, and when and they move, the camera. yeah, the camera is moving too. With your hands. 
Yeah, so it's not so when you when you edit that, but you see somebody who's standing at this angle, and they say, you know, you are you won't find the chalice, and then they pause, and it's like, but you can go do this. The background looks different. Like the trees, they're not the same spot. Like the camera's either a little bit higher or it's a little bit lower, and and so you have you have at that point you have two options. You can you can cut it together like that, and you can have it choppy where it just kind of goes like that, and it, it's in and out. Yeah, you can see that with Jacob the Paladin. When you watch the Paladin scene, it's very obvious. Yeah, the all the other alternative you have, and this is another one that you can tell with Jacob, is when you you just pause out that part where he's waiting on the line. You just block that part out, um, and so that part of the movie you can kind of see where sometimes he's talking waits for his line he pauses and there's like a second or two pause and he's just kind of staring and then he says the rest of his line um and i think that way may have worked better but i tried both and it was quite obvious that you know it was just a problem and Devin had told me he told me at the beginning he was like hey man uh and he he, he almost raised a big deal about it he was like hey we're not standing in the same spot man this isn't gonna work and i'm like Devin, Devin, don't worry about it. i got it bro i got it let's just do it and he's like yeah but i don't i don't think it's gonna work man and i'm like Devin. Let's just do it, man. And he's like, all right, man, I'll do it. But I don't think it's working. I was like, is, is there a problem? I mean, what? And he's like, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. Um, there was a problem, but you, you bullied him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, pretty much. It, it wouldn't have been a problem if people, everyone had, like, learned their lines. Yeah. I mean, that was that's the crux of the problem is that nobody really knew what to say. So yep. that that yep. just caused an issue from the get-go. And even, you know, even I'm guilty of that. I didn't even remember the lines, you know, to be quite honest. And I wrote the shit. Uh, it's just I hard to remember. We would have had a better product if we had just slowed down and had the time to take our time. But we didn't have the time to take our time. We rushed through everything. And that's and every production I've been a part of, when you rush through your rehearsals or your performance, everything suffers. Yeah, I, I barely could get, like Aaron said, we didn't do – live rehearsals the best i got for rehearsals i got a couple of read-throughs and those were even hard to plan like just getting everybody together for a read-through uh yeah. barely happened um so anyways uh yeah it's definitely got so my my plan was originally we we're going to make the movie and i was going to enter the movie into the film festival and then i thought we would all get together for one last time to get to the film festival so it took me, I mean, it took me like a year to edit that fucking thing. Like I was nonstop, man. And I, I had the, the footage down to a fucking second, man. Like I was getting everything clipped and cut and edited and moved. And I was, I, we added in music. We had, that's another thing I forgot to mention. We had, I think that we had really good music. I don't know what y'all oh, think. Yeah, I thought the was music was great. Uh, John's uncle. Yeah, I, don't, I don't complain about that. Yeah. John's uncle, Gabriel, uh, he he was super into the project. He was sold. Like he was he was so excited for this because he loves fantasy. He really likes uh, dwarf lore and stuff like that. So he was he was pumped, and so he really went all out and made this just fabulous theme music and cutscenes and chase scenes. I mean, just had and he was going to score the movie, but he had some problems. I think he hurt his back at work and he couldn't devote the time to fully score the movie. But I asked him if could I just could I just choose where to put your songs and would that be okay? And he said, that's fine. Don't have a problem with that. Um, but he did a, he did a really good job. So I'll give him props all day long for that. I mean, he, he really, when, when you listen to his music, you're like, okay, they got something here. Like this is. Yeah. I thought you, you would think you just found that music on the internet or something. Yeah. That's but how no, good Like this dude went and wrote it and he recorded it and stuff, right? Yeah. No, he made it all from, uh, from software that he had. It's digital, but he made it. Like that's oh, but he but he was the one playing the sitar and stuff, right? No, that was Brandon. Brandon actually played the sitar, oh. and that was that oh, was okay. legit. Brandon and Gabriel kind of look the same. They have the same body build. Um, yeah, but Brandon, I think about it, they do. Yeah, Brandon played the uh, he played the the instrument like he actually, and that's actually his music. And then it, the audio you hear singing is me, Sarah, and Aaron. And it's it's uh I've voiced it over like three times. I've audio overlaid it like three, so it sounds like it's a big crowd, but it's just us, you know, singing it uh, over and over again. And, yeah, that was <laughs> and uh, and that song, Cliff, you may not know this. That song, me, Aaron, and Sarah, we wrote that song like in thirty minutes. Like we sat there outside and just wrote that song. 
and then recorded. We were at a park, yeah. We were at a park at a at a at a stone table, and I, I kind of came up with a lyric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I need to pop that that DVD and and uh, check it out again. And just laugh, laugh your ass off for the whole fucking hour long. It's an every, hour long. Every time I listen to that song, yeah, I fucking laugh. He was merry. He was glad. He was mostly hard to understand. Yeah, but the, the funny part was is when you were singing, you were sounding like Jon Snow. You're like, he was merry. He was grand. Like it was hilarious. Well, I was supposed to be doing it in the Ori voice, and one, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm Southern. I, I don't have a British accent, so I'm trying to fake a British accent, and I'm trying to sing while faking a British accent. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so there's another scene where uh, Aaron is playing this uh, this dwarf that backstabs the main one, and he's his wig, his beard. You can see the tag on the fucking beard. <laughs> <laughs> And it's plainly obvious through the whole scene. So I didn't see that. <laughs> what I tried to do to fix that was I darkened down the screen and made it super dark, and I put like a red overlay on everything. And it was supposed to be down in a cave, and there's supposed to be like lava and stuff, but you can still see the fucking white tag. Like no matter what I do, the fucking white tag is there. <laughs> so you know, that talking there. You'll like zoom in on my feet or something. It's obvious I'm wearing Nikes or something. <laughs> Yeah, I guess Aaron checked yeah. out. Yeah, no, Aaron, oh, okay. he, he, he's yeah, he'll come in and out sometimes. But yeah, it uh, yeah, it was rough, man, rough, uh, rough deal. But uh, so, anyways, I I finally got it together. I finally finished it, and uh, you know, looking back, I kind of wish I would have spent another month to fix that compression issue, because by the time that I had finished it and put it on a DVD, I didn't realize that the lip sync was that messed up because it didn't look that way on the program, like in the actual editor. Um, and when I sent it off to, you know, the film festival, I thought, okay, well, you know, it's going to be tight. And uh, they rejected it. Like it was a no go, no go for launch. And you think like a local film festival, they'd let anybody in, they'd let everybody in, but they turned it down. Like, like so, how many would they be getting, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, who fucking goes to the Fort Worth film festival? I mean, shit, you know, <laughs> I didn't even uh, know there was one. Yeah, I didn't know there was one either. I thought we were going to have to go to Austin to do it, but I was like, "Oh, they got one here in Fort Worth, so let's try this." And uh, nope. no, we, you, might made, you might have made the Austin. One. Yeah, we. Yeah, I thought about it, but I was kind of disheartened, and I had to spend. It costs money to put in for the film festival. Like you can't just put it in; you have to send in money too. Yeah, there's an so, application fee. Yeah, yeah, there's an application oh, fee. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you you'd have to pay someone to watch that movie, am I right? Pretty much, pretty much. Yep, that's what happened. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, we didn't have to pay nobody. And, you know, when they come in and, and the lip syncs off, they're probably like, no, nah, we're not doing this shit. Hey, wait a second. Do, do you think, out of all the movies they received, do you think the worst or in the middle, the best? Oh, it can't be the worst, can it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can't no, be the worst. No, man, because, I mean, we, we actually had some, some professional coaching. I was able to talk to a couple of the actors offline and tell them some tips that helped them out in their performance. And I, I think that, you know, once we got it polished up and with all the editing and with all the customizations you did with the finished product, it can't be the worst. It can't. It, no, I mean, it, it can't was, be the worst. Nah, it I still mean, has it some be... entertainment value, even though it's yeah. like it's it's because it's bad. It, at some level, I, it's I'm highly like, entertained by it. Yeah, <laughs> we know. know you were Cliff. We know. <laughs> and there's a there's a niche market out there for people that like bad bad movies. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And if anything, you could send it to the Mystery Science Theater and see what they got to say. Yeah, they probably they would probably throw it in the <laughs> trash or throw it through a shredder or something. Put it down their disposal. They uh, wouldn't have to do anything with it. They just play it. Yeah, that's true. True, true, true. We don't need uh, commentary. We're just gonna let you guys watch it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one of those projects where, uh, you know, you you try it, you do it. Like if so, here's a good question: What would have made the movie work? Um, uh, I Everybody probably had done friends. number one. Yeah, I mean, you get real actors, right? I mean, that's the first thing. You get real. Rehearsal. I, I think with rehearsal and practice, any actor could have made those parts work because it, you're you're doing fantasy. And with fantasy, you have the ability to create and do something totally unique. It's not like a nonfiction story where you're trying to tell the, the history of the military or some historical figure from American history, that's a, like a president or a politician or a scientist. 
you don't have to be accurate. You don't have to be true to the character's form. You don't need method acting. You don't need none of that crap. You can get a fantasy movie and you can pick a scrub up off the street, practice with them enough times, get them into the, the mindset that I am this person and this is what I'm doing. And they'll, they'll deliver. Right. So, so that would been that would have been one thing. Uh, another thing would have been uh, better equipment. I could see probably spending about, you know, $5,000 on equipment to actually get quality, you know, things. And then the other thing we really needed to make it work is like actual uh, props, like an actual real background. Like if we could have built like a, uh, a pretend in, uh, if you know what you're doing, (laughs) filled into your house a couple of times. (laughs) Yeah. If filming, if building a set, if you know a little bit about film work, it's not that complicated to do. It just takes time and a little bit of craft. And we didn't really have either. We had no time and we had no craft. So let me, let me put a caveat in there, man, because when I was working with Dr. O'Neill, we had to build three different sets and dude, that was a wagon uh, procession when a wagon procession is very rare in the U S and man, that sucked. That was some hard work. (laughs) Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why we didn't do it because it's fucking a pain in the ass. Um, There's one scene that gets totally cut out from everything. There was one scene that gets totally cut out. There was supposed to be a scene, and Aaron, I think it's, I think you did, I think you wrote this actually. It was, uh, they were sitting around the campfire, and they were telling stories, and there was a poem that you had written. I wrote the poem. To, yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be talking about a wolf or something like that. The demon and, hounds, eyes of red on the night hunt, filled with dread. Yeah, and that that whole sequence, I actually the last day of shooting, I had planned for us to go film that. I forgot about it, and. And I it was, was a badass poem, dude. It really would have made the uh, the dread of this, of your series feel feel real. Well, here's the problem: is by the time I remembered that we still needed to shoot that scene, everybody was done. Like it was hot as fuck, <laughs> we were tired, and I was tired, and we were over it. And it's like the whole wasp fiasco. Like we were just done. And then, like the next day, I was like, "Fuck, we didn't record the damn fireplace scene," you know, and. Yeah, I was I was a little torn up about that. I was like, man, that was a really good piece. I really wanted him to fucking use that. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't totally get got out. totally got out. Shoot, was that? You couldn't get everybody back for one more shoot. Could I do that? No, he meant back at the time. At the oh, time. Oh yeah. Well, today, I, mean, I don't want you to do it people today. People were ready to go. People were ready to well, go. Well, I know. I mean, a different day. Oh yeah, I I probably could have. I probably could have, but I. At that point, I was done with it. I was like, all right, let's just get it going. Let's get it made. You know, we're going to – I'll make do. I can make it work without it. Because I remember you had me come out one more time in the film something. Yeah, we did the uh, the bandit scene to, like, show who shot that arrow. Like he was, like, an executioner or something or whatever. Yeah. No, I was wearing the corn kernel outfit. <laughs> yeah. I straight up wore the, the corn kernel jacket, like, you know. Bright green. <laughs> so that made that made a special appearance. Um, I think it was under a hood or something. Yeah, that was a little that was a little cameo. <laughs> little, little corn kernel jacket made a fucking cameo in the movie. Um, Modern day yeah. superhero and fictional times. <laughs> uh, oh, remember Cliff? We had those uh, those smoke bombs, and they fucking a couple of them were duds. It took forever. Oh, to I'm trying to hide it, and the, and the smoke went right straight up to my face, and my I was like, I started coughing up a storm. Oh my god! <laughs> the uh, the the final duel between uh, John and Rick, like that was very dangerous. They were up on this cliff, and like you could tell they were not had. They didn't have very steady footing. And so they really didn't get into it that much. And uh, whenever it comes to to stage combat, man, you have got to practice that. You can watch clips of like Matt Damon, for instance, when he's doing Jason Bourne and they're practicing Krav Maga, which Krav Maga is meant to kill people. They're they're doing Krav Maga in that bathroom scene or when he's doing it with the paper, not the paper towel, with the uh, with the towel and the guy's got uh, like a knife. You know, they're doing uh, a lot of step by step procedure and we we didn't do none of that shit <laughs> cliff were you at the uh were you at the watch party when we finally played it for everybody did you make oh, it yeah. for that one Joshua what did. were your so i want y'all's honest opinions when y'all saw that thing for the first time from front to finish 
What were you? Th- what was going through your mind as you were watching it? I couldn't watch it all. <laughs> I couldn't watch it. <laughs> well, you watched it. You were at the party too, right? No, I got up and I walked around and I missed half of it. And got on the phone, took a call, went back in. Really? Well, that's how you approach the podcast too. You're always doing other stuff when, when that's playing as well. Uh, yeah, but that's a there's a different reason behind why I left the fucking preview. <laughs> Cliff, what were your thoughts well, when you were watching that unfold? <laughs> well, I, I kind of knew what what it was going to look like by, um, like I, I knew it, it had to be choppy because of the way y'all were reading the lines back and forth, and you were going to have to cut it out. And I knew the visually it was going to be choppy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was kind of what I expected, and it was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> to say the least. I mean, I'm, I, I remember watching. I, mean, I remember I, we were I, all I laughing like the whole, like the whole way. Through. Like I, I showed it to my brother and a couple of my other friends, and I was we were all laughing at it. it was yeah, a good time. it's it's. So that that's basically the main takeaway from that movie is you laugh at it like that's yep, it's funny <laughs> as hell. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much I, it. And I like to see all the parts of it that I was not involved. Um, what's that? No, I haven't. I've not watched it all the way through. I've to this day, I haven't seen it from start to finish. But I, I remember for the parts that I was watching, it was cool for me to see the parts that you know I wasn't a part of, like Brittany in the battle scene. You know, I look at her and I'm like, <laughs> Brittany's not meant for TV, man. She just ain't. <laughs> no, she was sitting there poking her stick like she's poking a dead animal. Yeah, that's how she's moving this. She's, she's got, got a poleaxe. She's got no enthusiasm or, or real interest in what she's doing there. She's just there because this is her brother and she loves him. That's really what that's all about. <laughs> she was supposed to be, she was supposed to be a paladin that was there to get Pontar back in the line because he had ran off and went against the church's will. Right. And uh, you don't get that at all. Like well, you get the thing is, about Brittany is that Brittany doesn't have range, so she's kind of like. You know, Kevin Costner or Keanu Reeves, they're called wooden actors all the time, you know, and it's Brittany's not a wooden actor. She can show emotion, but her voice range is real monotone. She kind of just talks and is is demonstrative all in the same way all the time. So when you see her, you know, doing her thing in battle, she shows no adrenaline. She shows no excitement. And in a fight scene, I mean, you're either scared or you're pissed. And she's not either one of those. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, we've hit our hour mark. Uh, final but thoughts. I on... to... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I remember when you first started it, and I think you already had like a lot of the, you know, all the main roles filled in, but you needed someone to pay, play like side characters. That's that's when you asked me if I want to be part of it. And yeah. I was thinking, oh, uh, we got Shane, we got John, we got Daniel. Uh, this is gonna be funny as hell. Uh, hell yeah! <laughs> and so time. it was. And so it was. Uh, Andy, final thoughts. Any final thoughts on 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 the challenge? Yeah, I would. Um, I would think that if you know, with all the lessons you've learned, if you try to do this again, I, I'd do it again with you. With everything that we've well, learned about the, the the first project, we could we could put something out. Maybe it's not great, but it's definitely gonna be better. Cliff, would you be in for a round two? Man, I was in for round two when you had a, a horror movie with some people dying in a car accident in a creek or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, Crababy Creek. Crababy Creek. Crababy creek. Yeah. <laughs> was, was that yeah. what it was? So mad, man. Yeah, we were going to – there was a uh, there was a horror film. There was a horror film festival coming up like soon after we had done the chalice. And there was like a grand prize if you had the best one. So I sat down and I wrote a, a script called Crybaby Creek and uh, very cheap, very affordable, very doable, like extremely doable. And maybe uh, maybe we'll do that one. Maybe we'll sit down and work that one out. Yeah, because you and, sent uh, me a copy of that script, dude. And I forgot all about that shit, man. Oh, that, that, yeah. had, that had potential. That's that Crybaby Creek is something that me and Shane heard about growing up. As kids, I think it was an urban legend. Yeah. So hey, I, I I think for your next, if you do another one, keep it keep it like a short film. Keep it like thirty minutes or under or something. Yeah, it needs to be extremely grounded, like very grounded. Like can't do this. And, and, and set it in like today's time, so we don't have to worry about if you're wearing the right shoes or some nonsense. Exactly. You can just wear your normal clothes. Yeah, you know, like basketball shorts. You need to be wearing pants. <laughs> yeah, 
whenever you make a, a, a script, keep in mind how cheap can this be? Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, All right, well. Hey, wait, 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 uh, wait real quick. Um, yeah. Is this still on YouTube? Uh, yes, I think so, but it, it's got like five views. <laughs> well, I, do, do y'all have more than five listeners? Uh, yeah, no, and for all the listeners out there, just get on YouTube, type in the Chalice of Calinthia. That's K A L E N T I T H I A. Let me spell hey, that again K A L E T H I N A, Chalice of Calinthia. And uh, it's a five parter. So make sure you watch it in order because it won't make any fucking sense. It will, it will, it's not going to make any <laughs> sense in order. No, it's not going to make any sense <laughs> anyway. <you go. laughs> and and <laughs> let me say this about YouTube the compression is much more worse on YouTube. So the lip sync is really so fucked up. Oh, it's probably even better then. Um, can you put a link of that in the, in the description of this podcast? Yeah. 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 yeah I'll add so, it in. Uh, however many listeners uh, you got on here, they can go watch and then, you know. Yeah. And then. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. I see what they're talking I'd about. Like, I'd like for some people to take a look at it. I mean, it never really got the exposure it needed. And I got. I have more followers on uh, Facebook now than I did back then because, you know, having a baby, people are, like, interested in that. And maybe some people can go back and check it out and uh, it can get some buzz again and we can we can look at doing a, a smaller, uh, more practical project. <laughs> so, anyways, guys, well, thanks, everybody, for joining in. Uh, yeah, this is Aaron Rollins from Southeast Third. I just did a uh, podcast on Wednesday where I interviewed uh, Walter Lavender, uh, former uh, senior chief of the Navy, a hospital corpsman like myself. And we talked about Vietnam and his experience during his uh, 22 years of service. So check my channel out and listen to his story. Awesome, bro. Thanks for doing that. What's your uh, podcast channel? Southeast Third. I just said it. <laughs> All right. And uh, this is the Big Beefing Show. I'm Shane. Cliff joined us in tonight. You can hit us up on Twitter at BBeefin. Uh, we are on Facebook as Big Beefin. I will be posting links to the chalice so you can view it at your leisure. I recommend you do. It's great. All right. Good night. Good night.